0: Hey friends, Jill here, and welcome back to the Market Five podcast. I am so excited to have Hallie Smith as a guest today. First of all, if you don't know Hallie, please go follow her on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube because she is so kind and she's hilarious. And I'm so happy we're finally meeting like for real for the first time. Yeah, me too. I can't believe that (laughs) this
1: is the first time we've met, not face-to-face actually, one step closer than just voice but it feels like natural. I was like, oh, hey girl, what's up?" I know. Yeah, I agree. I know. I was like, Oh, we know each other. But then I was yeah. like, hold on. This is the first time I've seen you moving on a camera and that's not pre-recorded.
0: Oh, the power of social media. Okay. Bye. We're done. <laughs> <Podcast> <laughs> over. That's all. So for anyone who's listening, who might not know who you are, can you tell everybody a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are right now?
1: Yeah, of course. So like she said, my name's Hallie and I'm a short form video content creator. I got my start on TikTok and uh, I also own my own business, Hallie Media and Design LLC, where I help uh, people become content creators. I work with aspiring content creators and I yeah, do, do do those two things hand in hand. So I got my start when I had a series blow up where I was acting as Siri. The irony is I was actually helping out a friend who was at the time blowing up on TikTok on their own page. And I had had a couple of random videos before that go viral, but they were just kind of random. And I, they never really got me followers. It was just like, oh, cool, a viral video. Um, so once I started acting as Siri, I had this idea to use the duet feature to put, put the character on my page because I was you know, doing all this work. And the day I posted that, my account just took off. I, I think I had 3,000 followers before that. And I went from 3,000 to 30,000 in one day. And I was like, what do I, what do I do with this? Because that was when I fir- was first starting my business. And I, I, I didn't know what was happening. So that all happened really fast. And I actually went from, from there, from zero, pretty much to a million in six months. And so since then, I'm at 1.2 million now on TikTok it's kind of been playing catch up because it did happen so fast. There were pros and cons to that. I have to learn influencer marketing. I have to realize this is something I actually do want to do. Um, how can I make this long? something I can do long term? So yeah, That long story short, that's kind of what got me to where I am today. Now I'm really diving into YouTube as well. And I'm really loving YouTube actually right now.
0: That's awesome. And I feel like I totally identify with you so much because TikTok really gave us our start as well. Mm-hmm. And just like the power that the platform has and just being able to get on. I don't want to say like early, but being able to like leverage something and create a series and like a real personal brand is super powerful. Like I think TikTok is still pretty underestimated with like the potential that it has. Yeah. But I know that you're really like the series that really popped off for you was getting Starbucks baristas and Dunkin' Donuts baristas to spell your name correctly. (laughs) And then that kind of evolved into make a drink out of my outfit, which also exploded Mm -hmm. too that's when I met you is when you were making those and those were popping off. So like kind of talk about that whole journey and Mm -hmm. transformation that led you to that.
1: Yeah. So when I was doing the Siri videos, like I said, that was the first thing that made my account get traction, but because it had been started by somebody else, it wasn't really me. Like I was just kind of helping somebody out. And then that turned into what my page was. And I was like, this is fun. It's cool. But like, it doesn't really fully align with what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I came up with the idea for the Starbucks series. I was talking to one of my really good friends and I was like, I want to do something where people spell my name right. Because I I always have this p- problem. People always say my name wrong. People always spell my name wrong. I think it would be funny to just like make a joke about it. She was like, what if you do it at Starbucks? They already write your name on the cup. I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. Little did I know Starbucks is a trend on social media. and so the stars aligned on that one that it was relatable because so many people uh, have that problem getting their names spelled wrong. And then also because Starbucks is so po- wildly popular among the generation that's on TikTok. So I did it at Starbucks. And then i my most, my most popular comment was do it at Dunkin'. So then I did the whole series at Dunkin'. Um, and then after that, I was like, I feel like I need to kind of diversify, and I had seen a couple people do like ordering a drink inspired by their personality or by um, their outfit. I it was kind of a trend at one point, and so then I did it once, and it worked really well with my audience. So I just kept it going, and I thought it was a fun way to, um, you know, show off some local stuff too.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's really special about that journey is like you really listen to your community, and you really brought them into the conversation you brought them into the whole form of content creation and I think that's when it gets super special and when you form Mm -hmm. those diehard fans for us we would do lives and we would cook dinner together and we'd be like okay y'all this is what's in our fridge what are we making tonight and we had like (laughs) we had a couple chefs pop on and they're like hey okay let's do this and like they walked us through a recipe while we were on the live so I think the more that you can encourage your community that's what's really going to mm-hmm. like seal the deal for like your longevity as a uh, public I always I always mess up this a public person what is that public figure <laughs> thank you a public figure yes. <laughs> or an influencer I no always, in the public influencer I, I always all the terms. mess that up but you know what I'm saying like that's really what's going to yes. solidify you
1: mm-hmm. yeah and I've really uh, started to appreciate and focus on community especially with YouTube. I did have my tic- my TikTok numbers dropped off pretty significantly for a while and it I parsh a big part of it was I was going through a tough time mentally and like adjusting to some things but um part of it was I didn't f- I don't think I was engaging enough with them. Like I was listening to their ideas, but then I also got to this point where I didn't even want to look at TikTok because of the mental health I was struggling with.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, now with YouTube, I kind of felt like, okay, I have this community. They're super engaged. The thing I love about YouTube too, is that there are a a few more ways that you can connect with your audience. And so I've been that that audience is super engaged. I do a live with them weekly, um, and I'm I'm trying I'm translating that now to TikTok as well. To and my numbers are picking back up, but that just goes to show how important community is. People feeling like they're a part of something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing uh, Craig I can't remember his last name but this amazing copywriter talking about that people want to rally behind someone or behind something. And even if it's totally inconsequential, if they believe in it, they will get behind it. And that can be Mm -hmm. a product. It can be a person. I mean, like I'm always selling Michael on Vlogmas. I'm like, oh my God, babe, these Vlogmas, I love them. Like, and he's watching (laughs) love vlogmas.
1: I think everybody aspires to be Vlogmas viral.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I did Vlogmas last (laughs) year and I think I made it to day 18. Actually, that's a lie. I think I made it to like day 12 because, um, <laughs> just with like mental health things and family things. And then I was like, that's... man, I'm done with this now, but yeah, that's definitely like the Olympics enough. of YouTubing is vlogmas. Yes. But, um, yeah. you said something really interesting. There's two things I want to touch on. And the first thing is like mental health as a content creator. And like, I've been really diving into this a lot lately because I feel like as on, like we're essentially entrepreneurs, we hustle our asses off and Mm -hmm. it's really easy with the easy access of your phone being online all the time. And so kind of talk about like how you figured out for you, like when that moment was, you know, as much as you feel comfortable talking about like where you wanted to just be like, I need to take a break and it's okay to take a break and Mm -hmm. really focus on me.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I won't go into too much detail because it was a pretty like significant event, but it was something that was pretty traumatic to me um, in terms of like a relationship with somebody. And it was in the midst of blowing up on TikTok. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm making these videos where I'm happy and excited and I'm making other people happy and they're DMing me like, oh, you made me, you've helped me with like, suicidal thoughts you help me overcome these terrible days and I'm like in my head I'm like I feel horrible all the time but I'm like I don't feel like I'm being real because I'm I'm actually hurting so bad inside and I'm so mentally unwell so but also you know you don't want to be just negative talking about how horrible everything is and so it was kind of trying to find that balance but when I hit my breaking point I actually had a panic attack was when i realized like i had to take a step back mm-hmm. and i'd never had one before i didn't even know what it was until after it happened and it was terrifying um and so after that i was like okay i literally have to start focusing on my mental health because i wasn't mm-hmm. i was giving spreading myself so thin across everywhere and uh, so at that point, I, I decided that I was going to. I, I tried to take a week off of social media, but I still did not fully. <laughs> but um, from same, there, same. I started working on setting boundaries with social media, with people, um, with where I spend my time, and making sure that like I'm I'm around people who are, you know, lifting me up. Yeah. And so yeah, it's been a process, but it's definitely I'm so much better now. Like after focusing on on the mental health aspect i think it's so important for everybody to be aware of mm-hmm. what social media can do there's positives but it can also be negative
0: yeah. And I think that what you said is really important because like a lot of ours are skits as well. Like they're skits, mm-hmm. they're comedy, which is a similar genre to what you do. And like, yeah, yeah, it's hard. Like when we were creating ours, like my mom had COVID, there was just so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. There's been times when we've been fighting or arguing about something and we're like, but we got to get this done anyway. And it's not that you're being misleading. It's just like, if this is your job, like if you had a regular nine to five job, You'd still have to yeah. show up. You'd still have to be like, "Okay, I'm here. I got to get my game face on. I got to work." So I think that there's that difference. But then it's also like mm-hmm. acknowledging that it's okay to step away, or it's okay to right. just say, "Like, hey, you guys, I am not well today." And you know who I think does this really well is uh, Remy. Remy Badger, Remy Bager, who does the realistic try on hauls. She's been mm-hmm. so open and candid about her mental health journey and body image journey. And mm-hmm. I think it's just really important that it's okay to acknowledge that. And I've been talking a lot about entrepreneur guilt. Like you feel like I have to be working at all times. Yes. I have that so bad. <laughs> that's like my resolution for twenty twenty two is to like be okay with like turning off at six and not answering messages after six and protecting yeah. that side of my mental health because you uh, you're just gonna burn out eventually, which I've totally done before. So I just want to yeah. like really give you props for taking that time and re- recognizing mm-hmm. that because you couldn't kept yeah. going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I did kind of start to have that balance where you recognize that it's there. Like, Hey, everything's not perfect. I'm struggling with some things, but you're also, you're not just complaining about it all the time on social media. You're, you're still doing, like you said, it's your job to, to do these skits, to do these videos that make people happy and feel a certain way. Uh, so you can, you can do a balance of the two and it doesn't mean you're not being authentic as long as you're not pretending to be someone else. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think authenticity can be such a subjective topic.
0: Yeah, because I feel like there is a difference between being authentic and then being completely, just completely like fake, like putting on a fake persona. And I feel like people can recognize it because, and I think what comes with authenticity is acknowledging when like, I'm tired, like I'm hurting, I need a break, like I Mm -hmm. need this. And, you know, like I was telling you, this will probably, this is probably going up sometime in January. Um, we are taking in this present moment, a break from social media and we've been creating content for literally two and a half years straight, like every single day, Monday through Friday, something is posting somewhere. And we just got to a point where we're like, you know what we've, laid this foundation and it's okay for us to like take a short break for the holidays Mm -hmm. and to focus on like, what's our next steps, what's our strategy. And it's just been so great for our mental health. And I think that we can get in this cycle of thinking like you have to be online constantly, but taking a break Mm -hmm. is also smart as well, because then it also gives people this freedom that they can take a break too. So yeah, Yeah, it's it's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely like the entrepreneur guilt is like a bitch, man. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, get out of here.
1: (laughs) She is so rude to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know she's so mean. And I think that it's just part of our culture. We're taught that we have to be like working constantly. When honestly, Mm -hmm. when you look at like an average eight hour day, people only work about four hours. So yeah, that's the thing with, uh, for me
1: balancing the freelance work on the side as well, uh, with pricing stuff, I used to be stuck in this hourly pricing model, but I'm like, no, because when I'm working on something for an hour, I'm actually, I'm working on it for an hour. I'm not just sitting there and then maybe type a few things out. It's work, work. It's not the same as an eight hour day. So yeah, that's such a good point too. Mm Um, Yeah entrepreneurship. It's not about how long you sit in an office. It's about what do you actually get done? Yeah. Results driven.
0: Yeah. And plus like doing something for like four hours might create a wave for like an entire week. So I think it's just remembering that too. Like it's not like you have to be creating constantly or doing something constantly. It's like remembering like you're in the beginning, you're kind of creating your wave, like in those big wave pools. That's how I really think of social media is you're creating your wave. And then once you get it going, then you can kind of back off a little bit and then catch it back, you know, after you've taken Mm -hmm. a break. Yeah, take breaks. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that actually reminds me of uh, the fact that, you know, how I said I kind of stepped back. I've been, I switched up my video style a little bit, but I was curious if my, how my old video style would work the Duncan until they spell my name, right? Starbucks. So everybody was doing these posts recapping their year, their most viral videos. So I I tried reposting mine uh, just to see how it did. And it is at half a million views. And Mm. that's my most, that's my biggest video in a while. Like I said, my numbers had dropped off. So that just shows that people remember that or, or, and, or it's still reaching that same audience yeah it doesn't go away that's the cool thing about tiktok i've noticed is they somehow the algorithm gets your content and it knows who to show it to if it Mm -hmm.
0: hits yeah the shelf life of a tiktok that goes viral is really interesting i think it has depending on how big it was i think it has like up to four to five reposts depending on how big it is Mm -hmm. then it kind of starts to slow down but um Mm -hmm. I can't remember who told us that. Um, it was a good friend of ours who's like amazing on TikTok. But I, mm-hmm. I know I love that about TikTok as well. Like the repost value is so good. You can like definitely yeah. really drag out like a piece of content and show it to more and more people because I yeah, yeah. it's got to be something like remembered in their system. They've already seen it. It's already been approved. So then they just mm-hmm. send it out again. But yeah, I'm yeah, right like, there with you. Recognizes
1: similar similar content because if I were to make a video in that same style, I think that it would perform to that same audience.
0: Oh yeah. Whereas if I make it in a completely different style, it, it it's like, it's starting from square one. Hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then like, you know, if you try and make pivots, it's so hard on TikTok unless you have the yes. community that's like, I don't care what you do. I'm going to like everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's how my community is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm like, what do you guys want me to post? They're like, whatever you want. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't know.
0: Some content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. YouTube is fun. YouTube is a really fun platform. So, kind of switching gears a little bit, what do you, how would you talk about like the business of being a content creator? And what has that shift looked like for you? What are any tips that you could give to somebody who's like, I really want to get into content creation and actually mm-hmm. make it my full time job?
1: The biggest thing I think is figuring out, starting with your foundation, starting with what do you want to be doing? Because when you're a content creator, it gets overwhelming. People are going to be, there's so many different ways you can make money. It's, it's entrepreneurship, but people are throwing it in your face, all the different things you can do. There'll be, you know, people, I'm sure people have pitched you on their content creator apps that'll help you make money left and right. There's so many different ways you can make money as a content creator. So I would encourage people who are getting started to start with what is the most ideal way you'd like to make money? Is it through merch? Do you want to own your own clothing line? Do you want to have a product? Do you want to just do brand deals? Some people love doing brand deals. Do you want to be an online course creator? I myself have been exploring everything because that's just how I am. Same (laughs) girl. We've done done all that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, working on focusing on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned, I'm right now that's the course, the online course, but I, it, there's so much opportunity and so many different ways you can make money, uh, thinking about what is that thing that you want to be doing and committing to that and figuring out what you have to do to make money as a creator in that field.
0: Mm. That is such good advice because, and I think that Yeah, because everything loses its dust, you know, it's sparkle magic, everything loses that allure, when you've done it for a while. So I think that's, you're so right. It's really important just figuring out like, are you okay with doing a brand deal, you know, even when you're exhausted. So I think that's really smart and it's smart to explore every single way, because let's say you explore five ways and then you figure out that two are really good money makers. And one is like sort of, you know, every once in a while that can be like a good chance for you. If you want to keep going, have three different streams of income or three different ways of making money. And, um, Yeah, I think it's just really important to remember that in entrepreneurship and in content creation in general, there isn't just one way to make money. It's not like a job. There's like so many different ways that you can diversify where you can be having different multiple incomes. So it's important to Mm -hmm. explore all of those, everything.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll clarify on what I said too, because focusing on one thing at a time is more so what I was getting at than just Mm -hmm. one thing. Like you said, yeah, you want diverse revenue streams because There are there are gonna be so many different ways you can do affiliate, you can do the brand deals. The brand deals aren't always gonna be consistent unless you get lucky and get one that's gonna pay you monthly. Yeah, those year-long
0: contracts. Yeah, good ones.
1: Every content creator's dream. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But But, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
1: The the brand deals, it seems like brand deals. I mean, just knowing from our conversations we would always have on Clubhouse brand deals is always the one that people want. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool. It sounds fun. Uh, but it's definitely its own beast in that. You don't know when you're always going to get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to be consistent, but they can pay well. Uh, so I guess one tip for you would be anyone listening, don't do them for free.
0: Seriously. <laughs> no, or free product.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> if you want to get experience. Take a maximum of three free deals, but don't let them take advantage of you. Don't do them for free. Yeah, know Seriously? your worth because I I just delete emails now if they're if they're like trying to I don't know, they incentivize you, but yeah, you're working. you're using your expertise, your creativity, your talent for their benefit. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be getting paid.
0: Yeah and I think especially what you said with your creativity because I just recently back in August went through like a serious creative block and thank god we didn't have anything going on at that time that was like brand deal because I was like yeah. I was like so scraped dry and even I was struggling with like for our our marketing clients I was really struggling so I think yeah protecting that space and protecting that you know, that is, you're using your brain power. You're creating something from nothing and mm-hmm. like you should 100% be compensated for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing with creativity is you only have so much, you will burn out. It's mm-hmm. not like a job where you can just, you know, power through it. You have to, you have to be able to think and come up with the ideas or else you're not doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Seriously, girl, preach. I love I it.
1: feel that. Yeah. Creative <laughs> block inevitable, but the worst.
0: (laughs) It's not fun. Like I, uh, I definitely experienced it and it was like the first time in a very long time I've ever experienced anything like that. I think the last Mm -hmm. time was in college and I was just, it was really hard. I really had to do like some soul searching and doing things. It kind of brought me back to like focusing on myself Mm -hmm. and my self-care. And really like feeling like I was stimulated and like creatively in other areas of my life. And that actually helped it get back. But yeah, man, creative block is is a rough, it's a rough journey when that happens. Yes, it definitely is. Have you had that happen before?
1: Oh yeah, I've definitely had. I mean, I, I feel like it goes in little spurts. Like I'm almost having it a little bit right now where, I had a big creative spurt in the past two weeks and now I'm like, I don't know what else to do.
0: <laughs> well, it's perfect because it's Christmas. So we can just like unplug. Yeah. Chill. It's, it's almost,
1: yeah, exactly. Take a break, Hallie. That's probably what the universe <laughs> is saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I forgot my train of thought. Oh, it's like it's like the beginner's mind when you're first starting. A lot of the people I talk to are like, oh, do I get on TikTok? You you're tell me how to do TikTok. I'm like, well, you just got to start posting.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the
1: first thing. And so creative blocks almost, it's almost like you're back at square one mm. because you have to just try something again. I feel like for me, that's, that's almost the mindset I get into is I'm like, I know that idea is bad. I don't know that idea is bad. I don't know what to do. And I would just do something and then, and okay, that wasn't that bad. Okay. No, I can do this different. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting started
0: again. That is such good advice. I'm definitely gonna remember that if that happens again, (laughs) but we're not gonna put that out there. (laughs) We're we're gonna hope it doesn't. (laughs) No, we're not gonna put that out there. So um just to wrap up, so I know that you mentioned that you've got a course coming out in January. Can you kind of tell people about it and then where they can find you if they wanna get in touch with you?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Hallie underscore Smith. YouTube it's just Hallie Smith, L-L-E-E that's the common misspelling. Um, (laughs) um, uh, so my website is where the hub for everything I have merch. That's where you can find the, the pre-sales actually open for my online course. And so that's halliesmith.com H-A-L-L-E-E-S-M-I-T-H.com. And the course just covers, it's an evergreen approach to creating content, laying your foundation, um, just, you know, how to create quality content that connects with an audience on camera. Uh, And I wanted something that was evergreen because the, like, you know, the platforms are changing Mm -hmm. so, so fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do have a TikTok 101 Reels 101 free mini courses as well. You'll find that all on the HallieSmith.com link. Um, So yeah, that's the best place to connect with me, but feel free to shoot me a DM. I love to hear from people uh, that consume the content. And
0: yeah, I'm really glad we did this. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I just, I love diving in with like other content creators because it's such a mm-hmm. new uncharted territory.
1: And yeah, I feel like so all of relate. us,
0: I feel like all of us are really like blazing the trail right now. Like we're like yes, we're paving the way. Yes. Is, we're, like we were saying, terrifying, but also great.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. I know we're we're changing.
0: We're changing the landscape of the world. Amen, sis. Well thanks so much for being on here. This was so much fun. Thanks for
1: having me. This was so fun. I love this. I love podcasts. Me too. I'm starting one too, hopefully.
0: Do it. Yes. Well thanks so yes. much, Allie. Thank you.